Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Opair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. Opairinamerica.com. A meteorite fell from the sky into a field in rural Connecticut more than 200 years ago. It didn't cause much damage, but it did put American science on the map. And a piece of it is still preserved at Yale University's Peabody Museum. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, on the road from New York to Boston to find stories that may have missed your radar. It's called the Weston Meteorite because it fell around the towns of Weston and Trumbull in what today is part of Easton, Connecticut. A big chunk of it is now one of the centerpieces of the Peabody Museum's Mineralogy Department. I wanted to see it in person, but the museum is closed right now for major renovations. So I set up a Zoom interview with curator Stefan Nicolescu, and I got a nice surprise. So if you want to see the meteorite, I can show it to you right away because I have it here next to me. Stefan's in a storage room deep in the Peabody Museum. So here it is. He holds up a dark gray chunk about the size of a football. We are looking at a piece of rock from the beginning of the solar system. So as these objects come into the atmosphere, they come in at really interplanetary speeds. So we are talking 45, 50,000 miles per hour. The meteorites dotted with these smushy round marks. They look a little like thumbprints. Those are marks made as these fell through the atmosphere on the morning of December 14th, 1807. It was just before sunrise. A doctor named Isaac Bronson was riding nearby in his stagecoach when a bright light filled the sky. He heard three loud booms, and his stagecoach was pelted with tiny rocks, presumably kicked up from the dirt by the explosion. Bronson wasn't the only one to spot it. People as far as Albany and Vermont saw it. But Bronson had the idea to call his friend Benjamin Silliman. He was 28 years old and Yale University's first-ever professor of chemistry and natural sciences. Silliman was just back from Europe, where he learned about some cutting-edge scientific theories about the origin of meteorites, namely the brand-new idea that meteorites came from space. This blew my mind. I, I figured we always knew that. What did people think they were before that? Where did they think they were coming from? So there were two main hypotheses. Some scientists thought they got spewed into the air by volcanoes. But how do you explain that in an area where there are no active volcanoes? And the other idea was that something happens in the atmosphere that makes rocks in the atmosphere and rocks from fall from the sky. Silliman and a fellow professor spent two days walking around Weston and its neighboring towns, interviewing everyone they could find about what they'd seen the morning the meteorite landed. This was the first witnessed meteorite fall by the settlers in the New World. And they collected as many pieces of the meteorite as they could find. Because of the tremendous energy and pressure, they actually fragment very high in the atmosphere. They scatter when they reached the ground, so there were many spots where they fell. Silliman returned to Yale to find out what the pieces were made of, and it was the first time a meteorite was studied in the lab. Stefan shows me Silliman's most important finding. So I don't know if you noticed the sparklies there. So you see those, those uh, sparkling things? Those are 
alloy of iron and nickel. And the fingerprint in general, in 99.9% .9 of the cases for extraterrestrial material is the presence of nickel alloyed with iron. Silliman proved almost beyond a doubt that meteorites originated in space. His paper was a sensation. It was read at the Geological Society in London. It was presented at Academy of Sciences in Paris. And basically by this single analysis, Silliman put himself, Yale College, and North American science on the world map. Silliman became Yale's first science star. His fame drew talented people to study at the university, like Samuel Morse, the inventor of the telegraph. And Silliman founded the American Journal of Science in 1818. Of course, its first issue uh, featured the meteorite. That football-sized piece Stefan Nicolescu showed us is not from Benjamin Silliman's original collection. Silliman bought it from a wealthy merchant in Rhode Island 20 years later. So you might wonder, could you still find a piece buried in the ground? Stefan says probably not. For one thing, a lot of the area where it fell is now underwater. Now, today, is the Eastern Reservoir. So one can hope, fantasize, that maybe there is something in the Eastern Reservoir. Not sure that's true, though, because the area was calmed over and over and over for over 200 years, you know, and nobody came up with any other pieces. So you're welcome to try your luck out in the woods around the reservoir. But if you really want to see the meteorite, it might be easier to wait until the Peabody Museum reopens in 2023. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I chase history's winding paths on the road from New York to Boston. 